me. He locked the gingerbread scented lotion provided by the innkeeper in his hotel safe because he doesn't trust himself to masturbate anymore. He's like, this is. I also, I'm just the the scenting of it might not be good for your private I, business. That's what I thought too. <laughs> but quite literally, the issue is out of his hands. Hi, holy shit. God, (laughs) hi. Wow. (laughs) Starting really strong, everyone. It is the week before Christmas for those who celebrate. It is a rough week for sure. Welcome to Say Smut, a literary podcast for readers and non-readers. Yes, welcome. That's Sarah and she loves books. And that's Hope, and she loves talking about books with me. So much. Each episode, I break down the plots of some pretty wild books to Hope, who has not read them. I, this, like, I, I just feel like both Hope and I are just like, whoo, this is like not the week. (laughs) This is not it. It's, we, we want to do this. And also, no, we don't. At the same time, it's like a very complex feeling. <laughs> it is. It no, is. we do. We're happy to talk to you about books. Well, I'm happy to tell you about today's book um, because we're going to jump in. It's uh, We're not doing a novella or like a monster smut book or anything. We're going to go back to our bread and butter, which is a rom-com holiday themed yes. book. Um, this is a B-O-O-K book. <laughs> B-O-O-K um i am not okay uh but (laughs) (laughs) Um, this book is because you can't spell book without okay you just spell it with the letters and not the full way with all the extra letters we are trying we're trying on this on this lovely tuesday but um we're gonna jump in because it's a little bit of a longer one oh my gosh hope your research I am not looking at it, but my goodness, there is so much to it. So um, I, I think once the topic is revealed, everybody will understand why there's so much research to yeah. divulge. I felt like my brain melted when I did this. Yes. Um. So we are doing a Merry Little Meet Cute by authors Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. Um. Content warnings. We've got obviously sexual content. We have fat phobia. Um, which will be just kind of a light mention. Um, There is body shaming in the book. I'm not going to get into it, though. Um, There is mental illness and biphobia, but that's mentioned in the book, and I don't mention it here. Um, So to tell you a little bit about this book, um, Storygraph, we've got a 3.56 rating. Mm. On Goodreads, it's a 3.4, so a little bit lower than what my threshold is, which is 3.5 for rom-coms. Um, but I rated it a 4.5. Nice. All, all in all, higher than any of the things we have read in recent episodes. So yes. pretty good start. Th- that is true. We've had some pretty low ratings. Um, so a little bit about our authors. These are both very popular romance authors that have come together for this series. Uh, yes, it is a series. Um, but... Julie lives in Texas with her husband and cat who tolerate her, which I love that she made sure both were included in the tolerating. 
Um, she worked in a library uh, before she worked in the library world before she became a full-time author. And she's best known for her adult novel Dumplin', which is also a film on Netflix if you haven't Ooh. watched it. And then Sierra's bio says that she writes the dirtiest things she can think of and loves King <laughs> Arthur, sparkling water, ancient mystery cults, coffee, leggings, and fog. Yeah, I like pretty much all of those things. Um, if we are watching the video right now, Hope is currently in a fog. I'm in a fog. I if you've been watching these videos, I am in a fog most of the time, and we just don't know why the web camera keeps doing it. And I am sorry if you watched. It's just like it can't focus on one part of her beauty, so then it blurs out for a little bit, and then it's like, oh wait, there she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or it's a representation of how I see myself in a mirror without contacts. <laughs> Like this is also accurate. Honestly, it's a little more clear than my vision. I'm just going to be 100% with you. Well, more about Sierra. She is a fellow Midwesterner living in Kansas City with her family, including two giant dogs and one horrible cat. Ooh. Her TikTok famous book is Priest, which is pretty self-explanatory for the smut world. Um, The duo have written two books and one novella together in this series. The latest just came out called A Holly Jolly Ever After for this holiday season. I have not read it yet. Um, I think, if I'm correct, it follows the three boy band members, washed up boy band members. So with that said, are you ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, We can be only as ready as we can be. So we are opening on a man named Teddy Ray Fletcher, who is in some trouble. Okay. Mm. He's an agent and producer of sorts and recently got a movie, Duke the Halls, greenlit (laughs) through the Hope Channel, a very wholesome and not copywritten channel. Just like me. (laughs) Wholesome and not copywritten. Uh, But... His lead actress, um, child star Winnie Baker, sorry, child star, but now adult Winnie Baker, got terribly sick at Burning Man, along with an incident that caused a bunch of crew members who were also at Burning Man for this, you know, they were their crew members for the movie who were also at Burning Man. Mm -hmm. They got injured after a tusk on a art installation fell or Uh, something. We're not going to get too far into that. That sounds like a drug-addled time. The thing is, Teddy's J-job is not just being like a producer for movies. Mm-hmm. He's a producer of cheap pornography. Great. So the Hope Channel job is kind of a great paycheck to help with his kids' like college fund and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no one at the Hope Channel knows about his pornography business. So he kind of has two things going on. He's got Fletcher Production... And Uncle Ray Ray's porn biz. Oh, no. <laughs> I, who, who can you imagine looking up and then clicking on content from Uncle Ray Ray? <laughs> Uncle Ray Ray's. I have to say, look, this, I'm going to say that we are going to take a ride on this book. This book is going to give us ups. It's going to give us down laughter, tears, and absolute jaw-dropping moments because you will never predict what's going to happen next. What I can tell you, though, is that 
it has the whole uh, holistic idea of like, oh, here's a Hallmarky type movie, and like mm -hmm. they're in a winter mm -hmm. landscape in Vermont and cute, but it also has a dirty downright side of pornography of like, here are some really hot sex workers who are secretly working undercover. In the kind movie. you can only find at Uncle Ray Ray's. Uncle Ray Ray's porn business. So Gretchen, the director of the movie, comes to his office and he's such a mess. And he she notices a headshot of a woman that wasn't at the casting call for Duke the Halls. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, this girl is beautiful. Like she is just perfect for the movie. You have to get her, get her for us. Except... Oh. She is one of Uncle Ray Ray's adult film stars. Oh, it was a headshot from the other business. Yeah. yeah. I see. Unfortunately for him, Gretchen is set on B. Hobbs becoming the next lead of the Hope Channel's latest movie. Okay. Uh -huh. So let's talk about B. She's a closed doors star. So again, OnlyFans. Just we're not calling it OnlyFans. We're calling it closed door. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's plus size. She's open to all genders sexually. Um, she is the daughter of two very supportive moms who nice. loved the work she does. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> they love getting a DVD of the latest work she's done. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> B also loves her work, but she's excited for this new cast casting option in the Hope Channel films. Um, the most exciting part is that she's going to be co-starring opposite of Nolan Shaw, Ooh. a.k.a. Teenage Heartthrob from the band Inc. And kind <laughs> of a washed it. up celebrity now. Okay. Nice, 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 nice. So, of course, B, like many girls, was in love with him growing up. And I feel like this is really speaking to you, not necessarily your porn star persona, but um, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> but, but specifically because you are a child of the '90s, as it's am true. I. Though there's there's a little bit of an age difference between mm -hmm. you and I, and I feel like you are in sync, Backstreet yes, Boys, hundred percent. This is right up your alley, and I'm telling you that I'm not giving you an option to to dispute me. No, that's that is completely correct. Um, we. At my house, we're not allowed to like Backstreet Boys because my sister insisted we could only like NSYNC. Um, we also, as you should know, <laughs> yeah, woof, which is opinion that which is in real life we had CDs from both, so that's hilarious. But whatever. Um, I also could not like Justin Timberlake because that was her NSYNC member, so I liked JC instead. Do we all get off the Justin Timberlake train now, though? Uh, Are we done? I, I don't know anymore. I'm going to call your sister and ask. That's um, fine. Yeah, let her <laughs> let her tell you because I couldn't know. But yes, hey, no, this we... makes sense. And, and thanks to Trolls, Instincts having such a renaissance sort of, but not really. And so like, yeah. this is all relevant. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Back to our fictional world. Yes. B is like so, was so in love with him. And now she's kind of nervous to meet him because she's like, what if he's fat phobic or an asshole? You know, like never meet your heroes type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about Nolan. Why is he doing the Hope Channel movie? Do you have any guesses? Well, I assume because Ink is no longer together and his career has floundered somewhat. And it's, so he needs yeah. that star recognition that yeah. only the Hope Channel can provide. 
Well, more specifically, he needs the paycheck. But um, he is repairing his reputation after he was caught in a hotel room with an American figure skater, two Dutch speed skaters, and a mini trampoline. So, yeah. Rad. (laughs) Fascinating. What is is the trampoline for? (laughs) I need to know. Who could say? Who could say? His (laughs) career has kind of gone to shit after people made a lot of assumptions of what happened during the Duluth Olympics. That um, The Duluth Olympics? Which, okay, as Hope and I are Midwesterners, this is, (laughs) like, really amazing to have so many references to the Midwest for us. Oh man, great. That's great. I wonder what year those were those were in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's also more to the story, which he'll divulge to the reader, and they include that, like, okay, there's more to the story like that we get, but not right. like other people yet. That his sister is at home with his mom, which she may or may not be sick with something. We don't know. Sure. And that the members of Inc. were scammed out of a bunch of money due to a terrible contract with a manager. So one, he needs the reputation boost. And two, he needs the money from the movie to help out at home. Okay. Sure. So now let us go to snowy Vermont. Mm. Um, And this is where I start singing snow, snow, snow. snow. From, yeah. 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 We're all, we're all, we're all on the same train That's, up to Vermont. We're, it's okay. all white Christmas for the people who maybe missed the train that Sarah and I were on together. <laughs> yeah. So we're all going to the 1930s, 1940s classic. No, it's got to be more recent than that. Uh, now I have to look it up. Yeah, will you please fact check me? Um, yeah, I'll raise my hand when I have the answer. This is actually a retelling of a White Christmas. <laughs> this is actually is a not. White Christmas based smut book. Yeah, <laughs> it practically is. 1954 is. Wow, I was so was 20 years off. That was so painful because and it even addresses World War II in it. And I, it does. You know, it does. <laughs> I completely grazed over that. I swear I'm good at history. I swear. Okay. So people are coming together and Nolan is getting his costume figured out and stuff. And the designer who's clearly has like no clue what this movie's about because he was brought on last minute as, you know, um, one of the Tusk victims uh, was taken out. <laughs> so um, he's so like, disturbing. <laughs> he's like, so there's no sex in this movie. Can you tell that? Um, this beautiful baby angel uh, is from Uncle Ray Ray's place. Yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah. Um, so during this scene uh, in the costume shop, uh, a beautiful woman comes in. Long, dark hair, olive green eyes, fair Ooh. skin, a septum piercing. And Nolan is just shocked into silence because B. Hobbs is none other than his porn star crush that he subscribes to religiously. Bianca Von Honey. A great... A plus incredible name. Yes. So he's like, literally my wet dream come to life. Amazing. And that's what, you know, that was the hook for me when I was reading. I was like, I am fully emerged because this isn't just like, cute and kind of edgy with like the porn star angle he is a subscriber yeah he's he's he, a tier five subscriber he's paying I'm 100 so, bucks a month <laughs> i'm so glad you knew that because he is at a uh, honeypot level of a subscriber <laughs> um, amazing so he's now, in the hive <laughs> yes 
the beehive, the true beehive. <laughs> no offense to the other beehive. Don't yell at us. No, please. You we will love Beyonce. Us. It's fine. <laughs> so now B from B's point of view, she's been given a list of rules from uncle Ray Ray to behave. Cause mm-hmm. she's, he's like, you can't fuck this up for us. Okay. So the imagine, imagine taking a man who refers to himself as uncle Ray Ray seriously in any capacity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i think it's kind of endearing as long as like because i know i think the porn industry gets a lot of like bad rep and like obviously we know that um but to think of it as like a wholesome like loving family community is a little That's weird nice. but at the same time very oh, sweet it's my preference okay so the list of rules include the following number one no fucking on camera or for fun okay while she's in Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, this seems counterintuitive to <laughs> Uncle Ray Ray's material. <laughs> no, he's like, as long as you okay, are, okay, uh, okay. T- your little feet are touching the snow in Vermont, we are not fucking, okay? So two, you are B Hobbs. You know nothing about Bianca Von Honey. You don't know who she is. You've never watched porn. You don't even know how to define porn. You couldn't be bothered. Three. Yeah, just, just like all of us. <laughs> Three, come up with a backstory and stick to it. Ooh. Okay. Four, and this one was given with a graphic on the page, and it's Ooh. a circle of her porn audience and a circle of the hope audience, and they do not overlap. <laughs> and he's like, this is our only success or our only chance of succeeding here because we have to pray that these two groups of people do not intermingle. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Rule number five is no fucking. again and rule number six is i'm serious but why (laughs) but why so now we have a porn star um and we have a very horny excited wash up boy band member can you please tell us about the Hallmark channel that this is very obviously not based mm-hmm, on? Mm-hmm. Completely different thing. Just because I feel like we need to take a whole nother angle, a, a, a sharp turn out of my fictional land. And I just need to bring in some education to this podcast. Yes. And I will bring that education with my report titled Deck the Hallmark with every Christmas special possible. <laughs> Sarah is shaking her head, which I can only assume means there's no way Hope came up with something that amazing by herself. It's so, so good. You know, I always love your puns. It's true. So Sarah originally asked me to research uh, why Hallmark movies are wholesome and generally the way that they are. Uh, This would be a pretty brief research segment if that were the case. And I love talking. So I am expanding this research to dive into one, how a card company shifted into the TV business and two, uh, when it hard launched into the Christmas put-ins that we know it for today. Got so it. I can give a TLDR on Sarah's specific prompt, which is that Hallmark Christmas movies are gooey and warm and cute. One, because the goal of Hallmark's programming is to make you feel like you're in a Hallmark card. And two, oh. because... Yeah. Well, it makes That's sense sweet. to think about it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's cute. And two, because the primary viewership of the Hallmark channel was boomers. Uh, although Hallmark has sought to expand the viewership by making content wholesome for the whole family. But that's like the way they're expanding their audience is to open it up to everybody and not just boomers, but like boomers and their grandkids. So uh, anyway, we'll get into my real deal report. Uh, thank you so much to Hallmark and Wikipedia and the Writers Guild Foundation and Vox and the New Yorkers and more 
uh, straight up, I accidentally closed all of my sources before I got to write them all on this list that I like to do. <laughs> and so I don't have all of them, but I tried to remember them and I'm so sorry. But we are happy to give credit where credit is due. We are not yeah. owning any of this information at Correct. all. Correct. No, I, I did not find any of this of my own discovery. Well, it's all, it's all on the internet. Anyway, um, I have a very, very short trigger warning, which is that there'll be very minimal discussion of Candace Cameron Burr heretofore referred to as CCB. I don't talk about her a lot. You just kind of have to denote her. I love that. I love that. That is a trigger warning. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's get started with Hallmark history. Um, (laughs) I think this is well known, but before there was Hallmark the channel, there was Hallmark the card company, and there obviously still is. Uh, The card company was founded in 1910 by a Nebraskan teenager whose name was J.C. Hall, uh, which is for Joyce C. Hall. I don't know what the C stands for, but the J is for Joyce. Um, Anyway, he grew up in Nebraska and he grew up poor. And at the age of 16, he and his brothers formed the Norfolk Postcard Company, which sold imported postcards, a business that people needed in the early 1900s can i can uh, i just say quickly we do have a midwest theme here I'm yeah it's very this. midwest there's nothing to do but obtain and then sell imported postcards because apparently that's what the people of nebraska really needed um at the age of 18 he dropped out of school and moved to kansas city to sell postcards at drugstores and gift shops and other such businesses because the business had not been popping in nebraska but kansas city was a little bit bigger so he was like i gotta go there it's gonna be great kansas city everything comes back to kansas city because we will get back to kansas city in my story Everybody loves postcards in Kansas City, um, (laughs) which is sort of true because business grew. um, And J.C. Hall was eventually able to open his own specialty store, presumably like the Norfolk Postcard Company, but just in Kansas City. Um, A fun fact that I have written down is that Hallmark began designing its own cards after losing its inventory of cards to a fire. So they weren't originally making their own cards. They had just gotten all these crazy imported. I don't really know the logistics of a postcard business because it's so irrelevant to this uh, time in the world. But in general, they had been like... You know what? I want you to take that back, actually. I am a regular postcard purchaser. I want to say that I sent a postcard in the mail literally yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but still, I need you to take shit back right now. I, it's too late. It's it's. I've squeezed it out. Of the it is the internet. And it I is out there. Force it back in. We should all be ashamed. Anyway, okay. so uh, all of the cards that they had stocked up got burned up in this fire, um, which is very sad. And so they bought an engraving firm after this, and then that set the stage for them to make their own cards. And they started making their own cards. Can so, I can I give you one quick fun fact? Because now this is about me. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> my grandpa owns used to own an engraving company. Now it's owned mm. by my my uncle. But for a while they sold greeting cards or like cards postcards. So like it really is in the engraving companies. There's a connection there. Yeah. It's all true. Okay. Uh, well, just just fact checking you, you know. Yes, thank you for fact checking me. Um, Hallmark Brothers Incorporated was formed in 1923, which eventually became Hallmark in 1928. Um, the name Hallmark comes from the term referring to a goldsmith's stamp of quality, which I bet people knew about back then, and I'm sure that that made sense. But like, when you hear a hallmark of something, yes, like that, they're not. That's not referring to the card. That's referring to yes. This, that's what I, I was thinking. Yeah, we are, you are definitely all thinking that. Anyway, 
Um, as the card company grows and develops, um, they're innovating ways to display their cards. They're partnering with businesses like Disney and artists like Norman Rockwell for cards. And of becoming yeah, more and more linked to the holidays. And we start getting the term Hallmark holiday to refer to a holiday that's rooted in commercialism. <laughs> as so, like, it should be. Yeah, so like <laughs> balance. I mean, arguably Christmas, even though it's not like... The origin is not consumerism, but it is overwhelmed with consumerism. Valentine's Day would be like a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Um, things Mother's Day and Father's Day and other Anything that capitalism can make money off of. Yeah. Yes. So this is the foundation from which we build our Hallmark channel house. Um, so my next segment is Hallmark plus TV equals love. How did oh. we get from cards to Christmas specials. I'm glad you asked, because I asked, because that was the point of the research. And it's because uh, J.C. Hallmark hates other people's advice. Oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, we're not all good at listening. Yes, so J.C. Hall was all about ignoring the wisdom of others, which started with card changes. So original Hallmark cards had Hall Brothers Company on the back up until about the 1920s. And... Then one day, J.C. Hall was like, what if we changed it to say a Hallmark card? And they were like, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. And he was like, I would do it anyway. And then as this. So, yeah, that's just like an example. They all Hallmark cards when they were more, I don't know, popular and mainstream than I think of them as being now, like were popular and famous for having their Hallmark little logo on the back. OK, got it. And so that basically it it would have continued to just say Hall's Brothers Company and not be as, I don't know, infamous as it is now had he followed his uh, brother's advice. Well, so. sounds like it worked out for him. So Yeah, it sure did. This trend continues when he ignored advice that he shouldn't advertise uh, and chose to place ads for Hallmark cards anyway, which is good because this is how Hallmark became like the A1 since day one card making company. It is crazy to me that you would advise any business to not advertise, but I know. That's fortunately, JC Hall was like, that's banana pancakes. We're going to advertise. Um, and within this flurry of advertisement came Hallmark's first entry into television, which happened to be tied to Christmas. It's all coming together. At it's first you're like, together. oh, where were you going with this? It's a lot of information. I don't understand the connection, but now it's all coming together. We're so all in this together. We are all in this together, yes. and we're doing a choreographed dance after a basketball game. So in 1951, Hallmark sponsored a live television production on Christmas Eve of Amal and the Night Visitors, which is like a three wise men style opera. And it aired on NBC, and it was the first opera to be written specifically for TV and Hallmark sponsored it. That's our okay. first TV connection. And this production eventually launched what would be called the, quote, Hallmark Hall of Fame, which was just like a weekly uh, sponsored by Hallmark segment of television content, like an hour of television content. Okay. Um, I have a quote here from Wikipedia that says, In 1955, Hallmark Hall of Fame switched its format to a special series seen only four to eight times a year around greeting card holidays and in 90-minute or 120 minute lengths starting in 1970 the frequency dropped to two to three times a year um and then originally this kind of programming would be plays and other productions instead of original stuff so they had that opera that they had written specifically for tv they were doing stuff like hamlet and a tale of two cities and wow. oliver twist and a christmas carol um in these like sort of around the holidays hallmark hall of fame sponsored segments 
which great. And then Hallmark card commercials aired during these as well because they were, you know, sponsored by Hallmark. Um, that kind of started more in the 60s. And these ads were very famous for making people cry. Very like emotional oh, buy cards yeah. kinds of ads. I thought about looking them up and then I was like, but I don't want to cry today. And so I didn't. And I moved on with my day. What what was the last commercial to make you cry? Because I ha- I hate to tell you that it was recent for me. Hmm. It's been a minute since the commercial has made me cry. I don't, I can't think of one specifically in recent memory, but I can tell you that I wrote an essay in college about a commercial that made me cry. That was uh, a service member walking through an airport and being called up to board a plane first. And slowly all these people are like giving them, you know, nods of recognition and stepping out of their way. And then a small elderly man stands up and salutes them. And that would make me cry every time I watched it. Yeah. And yeah. I watched it several times to write the essay. And I cried every time when I watched it for the writing of the essay. Chaos. That that tracks. Um, there I go to a movie theater and lately movie theaters have been doing more commercialized uh commercials before instead of Mm -hmm. just trailers you know Mm -hmm. and just like pepsi like there's a dove commercial that's all about like essentially female insecurity around like body image and stuff that made me cry but more recently there's a christmas i think it's chevy commercial where this woman clearly has alzheimer's or dementia of some sort and she's kind of like detached from the christmas celebration for so her granddaughter takes her on a drive around their hometown and explains like all the major landmarks to her and was like this is where you met grandpa and this is where you guys had your first kiss and then all of a sudden she starts remembering these things and then they come home and she's like has her i think this is unrealistic and obviously like kind of insensitive but also makes me emotional every single time I can't necessarily advise that you take anybody with dementia out for a ride on the town, just kind of willy-nilly, but yeah. it sounds like a fascinating premise you, for a commercial. Can you guess what type of vehicle they were in when they went for their little drive about the town? It's going to be a shocker, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I thought of the funniest thing, and this is not what I actually think it was, but it would be funny in my hip if it was just a big old pickup truck. <laughs> It sure was, actually. No, <laughs> no, was it, it like was. A- it was like a vintagey, like yeah. Chevy. I, I was yeah. gonna guess a convertible, but then I was like, "Is it Christmas? I don't is know." It so hard is to it say. Christmas if a little red truck is not hauling a big tr- Christmas tree on top? I don't think it is. Couldn't tell you. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to the point of this anyway, podcast. Back to my research. So Hallmark is making very emotional commercials, which is sort of a segue into Hallmark beginning to make its own content. And eventually Hallmark would go on to make its own televised content in like the 70s and 80s, though at that time they were still showing like plays that already existed and stuff. Um, The Hall of Fame was broadcast on all kinds of channels. So like sometimes it was on CBS and sometimes it was on PBS and sometimes it was on NBC. And it just kind of continued bouncing around in this way until about 2014 when Hallmark will go very hog wild into its own media properties oh that was only 2014 they did that well they start before that but they start to invest more time into their own content than they were on the hallmark hall of fame at that time. okay got it got it got it bigger transition so hallmark formed crown media in 1991 crown being their little you know their their logo for anybody who didn't know um but they ventured into cable 
in 91. And as previously said, Hall- oh, I actually don't remember if I said this off the top and I had planned to. Hallmark has ties to some old Christian TV channels. It's a very long and very boring history uh, of companies buying companies and being absorbed into other companies uh, and having stakes bought by Hallmark and stuff. And it's not that interesting. The TLDR is like, Crown Media Holdings took over an existing network that was called Odyssey Network in 2000. And then in 2001, Odyssey Network rebranded it a Hallmark Channel so that more people would be interested in it because they didn't know what a channel called Odyssey was showing on TV. They were like, is it space? No. Is it, is it, it, it was the Odyssey? Also, is no, it- I don't think. Um, so <laughs> for rebranding purposes, they're like, everybody knows what Hallmark is. And that is how the Hallmark Channel came to be the Hallmark Channel. And now in our very most important segment, and also even more importantly, the last segment of this long research about Hallmark and their shenanigans is Hallmark plus Christmas movies. So stand up and do a stretch. (laughs) We're going to get through it. We're going to finish this research out. Okay, I'm ready. Um, We have now established uh, a Hallmark channel on TV, and we have an outlet for cranking out even more original Hallmark content, including Hallmark original movies. So in 2000, the soon-to-be-rebranded Odyssey Network aired four films, including my first evidence of what we'd call a Hallmark Christmas movie, uh, which is called The Christmas Secret, but also called Flight of Reindeer, and I don't know why it got renamed. But it aired... (laughs) The two very... To go from Flight of of the Reindeer? Whatever. Flight of the Reindeer to Christmas Secret. I don't know. It's such a departure. I like the first one, The Flight of the Reindeer. That sounds great. It's it's confusing because if you look it up on IMDb, it will be called The Christmas Secret, but the like movie poster will say <laughs> you can see it still say Flight of the Reindeer. Yeah, like, big so left. all of you who are looking it up on IMDb, just know that th- this is why you have been seeing a discrepancy um, for discrepancy. all those people who are looking this up. I just want to make sure they know. Mm-hmm. This is the reason. Anyway, this film aired in December of 2000 um, in 2001 we increased to two christmas films from hallmark a town without christmas and uh the sons of mistletoe in 2003 we get two more entries but we increased to five new movies in 2004 and we kind of get this ebb and flow of annual new christmas content coming out on hallmark um in 2008 we premiere the first of what would become truly a bazillion uh ccb Hallmark Christmas movies, the actress whose name I'm not going to say. Um, This is important to the history, though. Her first one was in 2008. Um, It was titled Moonlight and Mistletoe. And Hallmark's Christmas creating content really just blows the fuck up after 2008 and after this film. I mean, that seems like the time. Yeah. The prime time for them to get that niche. Yeah. After 2008, moving in 2009, Hallmark holds its first ever countdown to Christmas, which is the thing, the thing. The The whole Hallmark Christmas thing. Um, So yay for that. It includes movies like The National Tree, Mrs. Claus, Christmas in Canaan, and The Three Wishes. And from here, Fate is Sealed. And we're getting just an absolute treasure trove of Christmas movies every year. Thanks to the popularity of the Countdown to Christmas program. You know, this is... I, I hate to be a hater, but it just got worse with time with those titles because I still stand by The Flight of the Reindeer. It was good. That was a good one. Um, to quote Mary Whitfield Roloff's article in Forbes titled, Tis the Season, a Hallmark Christmas movie uh, outrated everything on cable network last week. 
or on cable news last week when uh, was quote, this published this was in like 2009 okay uh or later actually i, I don't remember because i deleted all my information yes sorry. anyway how dare but, i ask but mary said <laughs> hallmark christmas movies have been a staple of the holiday season for more than a decade and the total number of new original films has risen each year since 2009 when hallmark put out nine movies since 2011 from late october to january hallmark has broadcast christmas movies nearly 24 hours a day seven days a week i actually think this might have been a more recent article i'm trying to remember back um all of this to say th- there's an. I'm. I'm gonna try and get into the numbers of Christmas movies and know that this was nearly impossible to track. Um, in 2014, we get sort of a Hallmark Christmas movie breakthrough. So they've been doing this um, countdown to Christmas, but there are some new CCB films. Uh, one called Christmas Under Wraps, that is just. It is the archetypical. Uh, just when you are told a Hallmark Christmas movie, it's got. This movie has all of your components. It's got a big city lady with big yes. city dreams yep. who throws those dreams at the window after falling in love in a small Christmas town. Um, and so like the template of a girl comes to Christmas place where magic and love happen and she falls in love and stays there. It comes from this Christmas under wraps movie kind of. Got it. Got it. Um, it it should be known that CCB has starred in over two dozen Hallmark Christmas movies so far, and oh is for better or for worse an indisputable queen of these films. Anyway, so this even more blows up the popularity of Hallmark Christmas music or music. Excuse me, music. movies. <laughs> well, Crown Media could get into music if they wanted to. See if I care. Um, in 2015, <laughs> Crown Media starts its own production company now to make movies. So. Uh, according to the New Yorker, Christmas movies for Hallmark are generally shot in 15 days um, in affordable and often Canadian locations. They use existing locations instead of sound stages because it's cheaper. Um, to quote my uh, a quote about the structure of these films, which came from a Vox article that I read. Um, they said Hallmark specializes in movies about single women who find love at Christmas or families who reunite at Christmas or families of single women who reunite and find love at Christmas. <laughs> the Christmas or the characters in these movies tend to be white. And a lot of movies conclude with a career woman giving up her life's work for love. If you're of a pr- progressive political bet, it's easy to feel vaguely dis- uh, discomforted by all of it, um, which is true. It kind of is the vibe. Okay. Can I? give a hot take because as somebody who is a single woman um Mm. (laughs) and i'll even go as far as to tell you that i am a single white woman Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you're what with big city ambitions i was gonna say the problem is your big city dreams yeah but i grew (laughs) up in a christmas themed town true Um, True. it's not christmas theme all year round but it's that like cute very endearing small town Mm -hmm. And people mm-hmm. will often be like, this is like a Hallmark movie. And it is true. I have not had success yet. So no. you know what? I, I'm just saying that like, I feel let on. What um, I'm hearing is that you need to have even bigger city dreams I to do. then forego and throw away completely by, by instead living in a small town. I absolutely do. Sorry. You're we'll absolutely right. It. I'll we'll report back. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have three more bullet points and then I'm going to done doing all this talking. So I cannot keep track of every Hallmark Christmas movie because there are over 300 of them and a handful, like a very small handful of Hanukkah movies. Um, <laughs> Hallmark Media has three cable networks today, which include Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and Hallmark Drama. And they also have a streaming service because of course they do. So if you want to watch all these goddamn Christmas movies, go to the streaming network. It will be much easier for you to find them. Um, there will be Oh, uh, we're, you know, midway through December. And this was sort of at the beginning of December when I did this research. But for the year of 2023, there will be 30 new Hallmark movies over the holiday season. Oh, my gosh. Including. Oh, I think it's more than that because my numbers don't make sense. I think it is 40 new Hallmark Christmas movies, including, yeah, 31 that will premiere on Countdown to Christmas and an additional nine that will come out on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries Miracles of Christmas lineup. So sorry. 40 total. 30 would be not uh, nearly not enough. Not nearly I enough. I don't think. So and how do yeah. you get that mystery audience? You know what I mean? Like you got to rope them in. So I, I assume that's a Hallmark Christmas movie released per day. And yeah. then also nine on a different other Hallmark channel. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds exhausting. It My brain needed to sleep after I did this research and it couldn't because it was daytime. It's a lot. Well, thank you so much. I want everybody to know I started this just asking her, hey, can you find out if like there's essentially like a um, a goodwill policy or like, like you know, a, a behavior policy or something like that for probably but I, don't, I couldn't find anything about that. You know what? Who <laughs> who even needs it? So back because like that was so off track from our story. It was a lot. Um, it was it was so off track because we have nothing to do with Hallmark. Yeah, this is completely story. different vibe from no. that. We're yeah. in Vermont instead of Canada. So we're in Vermont different. and we're working with the Hope Network, which is so different. So and doesn't sound vaguely previously religious either. No, so, no. Fair. So we are back into this scene, which is them in the costume shop, him making the realization, her being nervous as hell. And there's already miscommunication starting between Nolan and B because she thinks he's being awkward because she's fat and that he's awkward because he like he's actually awkward because he almost called her Bianca and not B. And so like it's this whole very awkward scene. So as you can probably guess, um, absolute tomfoolery ensues. Mm -hmm. There are hella sexual innuendos and jokes there are vibrators going off in suitcases oh there are you know there's so many things happening because half of the staff on this uh movie set is from uncle ray race right just a montage of floundering porn film i like that because it indicates that things are a a thousand times goofier when you're filming yes porn, and b that you wouldn't have to at some base level have the exact same skills to create a move a regular movie than you would have yeah, well, i mean i mean you it need lighting of, yeah camera operation camera operations uh, best boys which is an actual thing and not something i'm making up right now so yeah the role yeah so uh, there there are also so many subplots happening that i didn't even get to all of them in my review because like there are characters i can't even mention because they have a whole subplot and i think it's also setting up because like there is a second book in the series and stuff uh, like that but it, it you do kind of fall in love with the side characters because they're so funny and like you know they all did porn together and like they're all friends and whatever 
anyway, so there's a lovely character named Luca who is a designer and he's also a sex worker. He uh, he also has a love for ice skating. So, of course, that Ooh. means he has a personal vendetta against Nolan for ruining that American ice skater's life when he like left the hotel with her that one night. That is very Johnny Weir. Yeah, and then and then there's another uh, character, Angel, who's actually Uncle Ray Ray's son, um, who like is just like filling in while he's in art school and stuff. Like it's just like this. There is no serious tones as of yet. Okay, just holding a boom mic like I am an intern. <laughs> yeah, really get those flesh sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so B and Nolan get their first scene together. What do you think the scene is? Well, it can't be sexual because nope. this is the Hope Channel. Uh, is she? Is he going to be dressed up like Santa and does she have to sit on his lap? No, but I will remind you that the movie is Duke of the Halls. Um, Duke of the Halls, yeah. That's so true. it's it's a it's a Duke situation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there is like some time travel element. I didn't I did not even get oh. into the plot of the movie because like it's not even worth it. There's a subplot about one of the writers not finishing the last scene because she like can't finish it like she just can't come up with an ending to the entire movie <laughs> awesome. anyway so it is in fact the last passionate kiss of the movie oh, of course right because you film the last first yeah it also just in general makes sense that you take two people and instead of waiting for them to develop a natural chemistry by working together and then having them kiss just mm -hmm. right when they absolutely don't know each other and couldn't be more awkward around each other and have not gotten comfortable with each other just make a make out but do they know each other because he is a honey well, pot subscriber well, yeah they have a parasocial relationship yes. but they've never made out before well okay to set the scene we're in nolan's point of view because this is a dual point of view book where we flip between mm -hmm. but nolan uh is looking at b and is like i'm so fucking nervous and b is wearing a corset that makes her boobs look just immaculate nice. and the essentially the whole scene is him being horny as hell and the poor boy is trying to remind himself he needs this to go well because he needs to have a better reputation and this next so he's like giving himself like a mantra right to like cool the jets right and so this wonderful quote what could not have been written better by you know historical literary icons you know and it goes quote the Duke of No Boners, the softed <laughs> Duke, whoever softed, that was me. And quote, oh, no, <laughs> this poor boy. Oh, man. So the kiss is an attempted stage kiss, but then she starts giving a little tongue and then he can't help himself. Let's Gotta just say there was tongue. more. Yeah, there was more than the director bargained for. And she was like, OK, I need you to kind of dial it back. I mean, why don't you if one person starts using tongue, it's just so awkward if you don't both use. Yeah. Tongue. Yeah. What way so, tongue's no good. But we can't happen to have that. No tongue showing in the Hope Network. Um, so there is an entire, <laughs> there is an entire subplot, w which is like, oh, they've got to film this in time. You know, are they going to make it home for Christmas? Will Nolan make it home for Christmas? Will B make it home for Christmas? And like, then there's this other subplot that will come back into play. And it's about this drama that's happening that these two male porn stars who were married are now getting divorced. And it's like no. the biggest drama oh. And um, B was supposed to film with one of the men. His name was Jack. And like he was relying on this because he was like, um, 
I need like no one in this industry wants to fuck me right now because my ex-husband is blue balling me essentially. <laughs> and um, I, I need to keep my business going. So I need you to fuck me. And she's like, sorry, I have to cancel last minute because I got this role. And he's like, I'm so pissed off. And he keeps leaving her voicemails and texts that are like, oh, what the heck man. are you doing? You know? And she's like, I mean, he is kind of a bitch. So what? Complicated. Kind of a, yeah. Com complicated. And like most rom-coms, especially holiday rom-coms, there's just fun antics and like one line zingers. Like, I mean, and they're, you know, they're like going and doing fun little flirty things and they're getting to know each other, but our girl needs to make a buck. Right. So she right. still needs to make content for closed door while she's there, which means Nolan is still receiving the notifications every time she posts risque content. <laughs> Just in her hotel room. Yes. <laughs> Just nearby. Yeah. That's great. And in her most recent photo of her in her hotel room, there's a shadow in the background against the window and it makes it kind of appear like she spent the night with somebody. And so then he's like, who did she spend the night with last night? This all gets resolved at the very end of the end so of the book. He's funny. like, he was like, I, you know, I used to be jealous because you had somebody in your hotel room. And she's like, LOL, that was actually just Angel helping me take a photo because I forgot my tripod. Like, sorry. Um, Free shield, dude. So then they're they're practicing lines. They're like enjoying the holiday themed magic of acting. Um, mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. lots of cute scenes. Poor Nolan is just so horny. He locked the gingerbread scented lotion provided by the innkeeper in his hotel safe because he doesn't trust himself to masturbate anymore. He's like, this is. I also, I'm just the the scenting of it might not be good for your private I, business. That's what I thought too. <laughs> but quite literally, the issue is out of his hands. He cannot do it anymore. Um, and so, really, I got nothing for that pun. Thank you. So sorry. It's all so much to take in. It is. Our, I'm so concerned about his ginger spicy peen. Well, she gets stuck in a costume without somebody to help her with her corset. So, of course, mm -hmm. Nolan, like, goes to find her because everybody's waiting for her. And he gets, uh, he, she's like, well, well, could you help me? And she, he was like, well, you know, I've done enough um, Shakespeare in the park to know how to work my way around a corset. I can, of course, help you. Um, and so she comes out in this little corset number with her boobs all pushed up and, um and some little kind of like boxery undies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I know yeah, like saying. like like time appropriate. Sure, and he's sure. like, I am literally going to perish right here. <laughs> <laughs> so he like uh, you know gets her all sewed up into that uh, that corset, and then he also she realizes, oh shit, I didn't put on my stockings, which is like nearly impossible when you have your corset in right and so could you happen to help me with my stockings and he was like yeah go sit on the table and I'll, can you I'll also you. put my garter on up my leg yes. while you're at it <laughs> and so he is oh so slowly pushing the stockings up her legs oh my goodness and then he's like you know what i cannot help myself and he leans in and kisses the inside of her knee Oh, what a weird thing to do <laughs> without any previous romantic relations. And you can imagine that th this just bursts like a dam. Like the sexual tension. I is mean, mean, yeah. They are kissing. They are dry humping. She gets off on the dry humping. Nice. And then there's pants that are dropped. Underwear pulled aside. It is madness in this costume shop. In this poor little Christmas Vermont town. And... 
all of a sudden it all comes to a halt because he is in the lust filled mist of it all and says the word Bianca. <gasps> you can't say that. Oh, so before they can even talk about what just happened, somebody walks in looking for him. And of course, they try and make it look all casual. So oh, later, we're not, we're not, not dry humping in this room. <laughs> Which I think both of them finished. So I'm also like, is that not messy as hell? <laughs> I'm um, always this sweaty and damp. <laughs> yeah. So later she goes to his room and is like, how do you know about Bianca? And he was like, I may be a honeypot subscriber. Um, <laughs> so good. I may be a loyal subscriber of three years. And yes, you are everything I've dreamed of and more. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a, ooh, that's a kind of a lot to say. <laughs> So, um, he, he, she's like, no one can know about Bianca. We can never have sex again. He's like, yep. You know what? It's fine. I'll suppress it. I already locked away the, the lotion. It's fine. Um, so they were like, we both need this to work. So none of that nonsense. You can imagine it goes completely PG for the rest of the book in the end. Yeah. That right? There's nothing. We are only dry humping and kissing in, in her thighs and there's nothing else hot that yes. gets to happen. So there's more cutes of them, cute scenes of them being friendly and like they had to film on a horse at one point and she finds out she, he finds out she's afraid of horses oh, no. and then the scenes keep getting interrupted because Nolan keeps getting phone calls and everybody's like, Oh, that's such a jerk. Like a, like asshole celebrity behavior. Right. And right. he, right. he's like actually taking emergency phone calls from his sister about his mom's health. Right. Oh, no. So like, he's not being an asshole, but he just like is trying to hide everything. So one night they go to a holiday themed. What? Fill in the blank for me, please. Holiday themed. You're in a small Christmas town with a bunch of porn stars. Tavern? A tavern? It's a small town. I was going to say like bar or party. But they then... went to a holiday themed strip club. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's. I was in the ballpark and you, you forgot the stripping. You forgot that this is about absolute wonderful porn stars i did b pays for a lap dance from a dancer named prancer mm -hmm. <laughs> all i have to say about that and he's she's like what fun what more fun is it to get you know a couple of lap dances from an amazing sex worker because one from one girl to the next you know let's do this and so um i should also mention i didn't know where to put this in the story but just for your knowledge Nolan is bisexual too. And this oh, is like a known fact. Cool. This is a public known fact. And like B is clearly like, I don't know if she would be romantically bisexual, but she's clearly bisexual or like pansexual in the sense of like sexual engagements. Right. Sure. sure. So Prancer, um, I, I said, this is a nice, lovely holiday gift for your coworker, but I mean, I think so. It's what Prancer I would give, obviously. Yeah, and Prancer's a lovely woman. And she's like, you know what, Nolan, you look so familiar. Well, she doesn't say his name. She's like, you look so familiar. And he's, she's like, are you like the Nolan, like Shaw that I think you are? And he's like, yeah. And she was like, can I get a photo? And B was like, yeah, but you have to keep it under lock and key because we're here for this movie and like oh for the Hope Channel. So like, don't do anything with that. And she's like, oh, no problem. Like, a promise. Okay. I'm very trustworthy wink 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 so then well it's prancer you know like <laughs> prancer iconic bullier bully yeah. 
Uh, no history of being a dick ever. <laughs> we all know prancers in our lives. <laughs> so later that night, um, she, they go home and or we'll go back to the inn and they go to their separate rooms. And she posts a picture to closed door that she had taken where she's longingly looking off camera to where Nolan was, but not like he's not in the frame. Like he, it's just sure. like somebody it's, she's yeah. looking at. And she posts it with a caption when you want them, but can't have them. Oh my gosh. I mean, this a little most, thirsty. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a status you would put on Facebook. In yeah. 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 So he comes barging into her room and is like, immediately after her process and she he's like are you trying to kill me and they <laughs> yes the wonderful bulletproof plan of let's fuck it out of our systems and it'll be over yeah this uh nothing bad can happen i should also note that our main man nolan not only has a ton of tattoos across his chest and torso nice. because he was supposed to be the bad boy of the group but specifically has christmas lights tattooed on him from when he first missed christmas um at home while he was touring with the band what holiday theme tattoo would you get i mean that's very easy and i almost already have one so say patrick's day <laughs> no i mean like holiday like Oh, Christmas like actually holiday. Christmas? Yeah. I thought you meant any holiday under the sun. No, no. Um, Because hmm. I've already thought about it, and then I thought about it, and then I had a, I went to bed last night, and then I had a dream that I got this tattoo. So I feel like it's a sign. But I think I should get, like, little bells with a little – I think uh, that would be fun. Yeah, you know, like cute. old traditional bells. Yeah. Uh, I, the classic thing, I, I do like Christmas lights. I think they're cute. I think that would be a cute way to do it. If I wanted it to be a Christmas tattoo that is, like – meaningful as it pertains to my family christmas traditions it would just be a this is look i'm gonna say it and it's gonna be a long story i'm not gonna get into but it would be a beef tips box you know what that tracks mm -hmm. knowing you knowing your yeah. family that absolutely tracks all you need to know is every year i get a present in the same beef tips box that's just me and i love it it's my favorite part of christmas that's so sweet. Sometimes I just unwrap it and I'm like, yes! And I don't open it, but there's something in there and I don't care. I'm just so happy to have You're unwrapped like, Here's the, the box. box. I almost lost the box. It was a drama. It's a whole thing. Well, I, I'm going to go back to our story now. Please. Um, so this book is, has been extremely sex positive and pretty real about, you know, the honesty of sex work um, mm -hmm. when it's done safely, right? And, and um, done in protection of you know the film stars and so um i did get nervous that nolan's character would only see her as like a sexual persona that she is on closed door door but during this scene she, even like they're going at it like rabbits right now and he's like seeing how she's different with him privately than she is when she's performing online so he's like starting to like separate the two, the two. Right. crazy what a concept yeah. yeah but she's like laughing and being more playful instead of like sultry and sexy and like trying to like sell something mm -hmm. and so and then earlier he actually gave shaw is like a stage performer name because it's easier and i do not know how to pronounce his name in the book but like they pretty much changed his name to nolan shaw because mm -hmm. shaw was easier to pronounce and so he gave her his real name not his oh, stage name. so they're both kind of separating each other from the people yeah. that they had those pseudo relationships with yeah but they end up literally falling off the bed with an orgasm 
And he as you do, as you do, and he doesn't stop there, but he just keeps on going servicing her, and they go at it all night and into the next morning because that's going to get it out of their system, and they're never going to have to touch again, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how it works. So again, there's more fun stuff. Um, you know, the next night, like they go to karaoke. Of course, Nolan sings. B drinks too much. They get back to the hotel, and she's like, "Just spend the night with me," you know. Who could have seen it coming? Who could have? They didn't have sex, but um, the next morning she's getting a banging on her door. Not actually. Oh, I thought <laughs> that's so disappointing. <laughs> I was like, she's getting a banging. Oh, uh-huh. uh, she did just break a rule. So the, the shoe had to drop something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the fact that she broke a rule because guess who's banging on her door? Oh, Uncle Ray Ray. Uncle Ray Ray. <laughs> he obviously can't foreshadow that he knows that, but he's there to kind of chew her out because he's like, like, I need you to stay on track and like, don't be doing anything, you know? And meanwhile, like Nolan's like hiding. I don't know if he was like under the bed or like in the bathroom in or something. Closet. Yeah. Um, so then they have another scene with the horses again. And he promised her, I won't let anything happen to you. Aww. Yeah. So guess what? She something... falls off a horse immediately. <laughs> she... <laughs> kind of. Um, something does happen. <laughs> And so after shooting like this perfect scene with her on the horse, he was like, great job. And then his phone starts buzzing out of control. And so he steps away and Mm -hmm. um, the horse bucks and she falls off the horse. Oh, man. It's got to be because of his mom, right? Yes. Dang it. (laughs) The reason Nolan rushed away was because his mom fainted in a Michael's parking lot, which I can tell you is so relatable. I but I hope she, she had at least finished her shopping first. Yeah, well, she busted her head open and got some stitches, so it doesn't matter. Um, so he's freaking out about that. He doesn't even know that B got bucked off the horse and is like in the hospital. So like when he finds out, he like rushes to the hospital, try to be with her, but like her friends are keeping him from seeing her because they blame him, of course. And so he demands, uh, d- demands, DMs her. I assumed he was going to demand something, but this is funny. Uh, He demands her on closed door to try and like, you know, like apologize. And Nolan feels like things are falling apart, like with his mom and like his, you know, reputation on, on set and like, do they not have each other's phone numbers or is he, is he like, she's ignoring my text. So I have to message her. I think there's something. I can't remember. There was a reason. On open door or whatever it's called. So finally, like, B comes to talk to him after she's, like, breasted Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And he explains the reason I stepped away was because my mom got hurt. And she's been struggling with bipolar disorder since my dad died. And, like, things were kind of got out of hand once when I left town for a while. And, like, I just get nervous about being away. And so this moment of vulnerability can only lead to one thing. Fucking in a hospital. They are no longer in the hospital, but you are correct because they did have (laughs) sex. You cannot get it out of your system if it is, like, there to stay. You just Uh, Yeah, unless it's specifically very bad. You'll probably keep doing this. Yes. So after a very sex-filled night, the next morning he confesses he wants to see her after the movie wraps. And she clearly points out that he's in Kansas City. By the way, he's in Kansas City. Um, <laughs> everything links Where back all the to stars Kansas City. Are. <laughs> all Where all the stars are. And she's in LA. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but we'll make it work. 
and we'll have to keep it low key because of like my rebranding stuff. But like, it doesn't matter. Like we can keep it a secret. It's fine. Can you imagine this obviously backfiring? No concerns. No concerns at all. So they agree to, they're like, you know what? But we need to focus on this film. So they're like, we are going to not have sex for the rest of the film. Uh Okay. Good. I'm also going to give you another side plot. There is two other members of the band. Okay. And Inc. I-N-K. Oh, is it their names? It's their their initials. initials? Yes. Okay. I cannot for the life of you for the life of me or you of either of us <laughs> honestly i'm willing to sacrifice you um i cannot remember who i is and he is has it? a brief scene at the end ian um, or ivan i don't know I'm those sure. are the only two i names i could think of right ian now. maybe i'm maybe wrong but what i will tell you is that like he clearly is going to get his own book or whatnot but he <laughs> lost i he lost a woman named Brooklyn, and I'm sure you oh, can put together that it was somebody very close to him. Yeah. And so he his story is going to come down the line. But more pressing is Callum, spelled with a K. Um, Callum is currently in Kansas City as well, because they all grew up together in Kansas City. That's the boy band way, uh-huh. of course. Band way. Um, <laughs> and he is a small business owner who owns a pizza place. Um, and helps out with Nolan's family and he's just like a great all-around guy and whoops his sex tape leaks ah man so you can imagine this does not help with Nolan's current reputation concept no not really but to Callum's defense he is the dad bod uh icon of the porn world right now so all the porn people on set are like this is like iconic and i'm in love well um there's also a guy named dominic diamond mm, horny yeah that the funny thing is he is not in the porn industry <laughs> that's he, just his name <laughs> he is the perez hilton of this book. oh i see so he's up he's like all up in nolan's business and he's trying to find another scandal because some of the people trying to get information out about his family. And of course the sex tape scandal, they decide, you know what, let's go and give Dominic another story to focus on so that he doesn't focus too hard on like my family and stuff. Like I want to stay away. So let's do a sit down interview about the Duluth Olympics. Tell me everything. It's not as juicy as you think. Um, He explains that he did give his phone number to the ice skater, the American ice skater, uh, at the beginning of the ceremony or or the events. And he had kind of hoped that they would hook up, but, like, didn't really think much of it. And then she ended up getting really sick with food poisoning. But, of course, there were rumors that she was, like, on drugs and all these other things. But it really was food poisoning. And she was so bad that she couldn't even move. Meanwhile, she's with these two Dutch guys who can't even, she's clearly having sexual relations with these Dutch guys, but they don't know how to help her because they like barely speak any English. Mm-hmm. And so she called Nolan to come and help had, her. Sure. So that's why he was seen taking her from the hotel room down to the clinic and stuff. And so in the end of the interview, he's like, it's really not that juicy. Like I was there to help her. And honestly, it doesn't matter what happened in that hotel room. Like, that's between consenting adults. Like, shut the fuck up. All true. 
So then Dominic asks about Nolan's relationship with his new co-star B Hobbs. And of course, in this televised interview, televised being, I don't know if it's television or like internet, but um, Nolan shuts this down and says, he's not in the place to even be thinking romantically. Can you imagine that this would come to bite him in the ass? Yeah. He just, instead of being like, he's great to work with and we're having a great time on set. He is like swing so hard in the opposite direction that he offends her and or she thinks it's real. He well, he, and he definitely says like she's a wonderful new addition to the cast, but like there's nothing romantic there, you know, like I am focusing on myself. And then he also talks about his mom on this interview, like a little bit kind of gives him cuz he wants to control the narrative. And then he the director hears this and moves around some things in the filming so he can get home in time for Christmas. Do you think that will come and bite him in the ass? Sarah, no, it's all going so well, Sarah. It's going so well. So the next time B and Nolan see each other, she's got like, they've kind of like missed each other and passing in the craziness of the set and blah, blah, blah. She's got a wedding dress on for one of the scenes and he's waiting in a church and yeah. she walks in and obviously he sees his future. Right. Yeah. He's like, this is beautiful. And like, they don't even speak. They just immediately are at it like rabbits in the church, kneeling in front of the altar. I mean, (laughs) well, it is intense, which I'm going to remind you at this point that one of our authors did write a smut book called Priest. And yes, if you are interested in this, if you are interested in this concept, you are welcome to read that book because it will have more detail. Um, but <laughs> to be this sex feels like they're saying goodbye. And to Nolan, he still has it in his head that they're going to be able to exist outside of the movie set. Nolan, everyone knows that church sex is goodbye sex. Everyone yeah. knows that. So he's like, I'm going to say goodbye to you tomorrow. The next day they have their final scenes and it's a wrap on him. She's got a few more things to do. And so he says, I'll call you. I'll promise. Like I I will call you. I promise that. Absolutely. And she's like, okay. And I promise to answer as long as you promise to answer. If I call, like this isn't the end of us. Right. So he heads for the airport. Meanwhile, there, again, there are so many subplots. B's moms surprise her by visiting her on set, like, and come and spend Christmas with her in Vermont and blah, blah, blah. And like, they end up like changing the end of the movie. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of other things that like really don't fucking matter. Um, but B's true identity leaks. No, of course, because she is the saint. She is her first concern is about Nolan and his career. Sure. Unfortunately, he's not answering his phone. Uh, so, he said he would. Yeah, there was some mix up because she was like, his plane's landed. Like, what's going on? And there was some mix up that he didn't like. It was kind of still asleep on the plane. And, and like the plane took a while to get to the gate and whatever. I don't know. But he then realizes like what's happened when he turns on his phone and is like trying to call her. But she doesn't answer because she may or may not have had some edibles. So... <sighs> Look, happens to the best of us, man. (laughs) It sure does. I always answer the phone. (laughs) Then his his manager is like needing a Xanax, and she's like, "We're denying, denying, denying. Like you did Mm -hmm. not have sexual relations with that woman. You don't know that she's a porn star. You don't even know porn exists. You didn't even know that it was a four letter word." So she, he's like a little sick over this, and he, his. Sorry, what am I saying? 
<laughs> I like all of a sudden got stumped. His manager says, we're going to type up a statement and send it out. And he's like, I am, I don't want to do this. But right. at the same time, he's at home with his family now. And he, there are all these bills piling up. And he's like, uh, I need that paycheck. So he's like, we'll just release the statement, but like I'll clear it up with B. <laughs> this will be very easy to resolve. I am a white man with no problems. Um, So this statement goes out. B sees it and is obviously upset. And it's not necessarily saying like she's the worst person in the world or anything, but like it's definitely saying like I didn't know anything about her past. I don't know her like that. Oh, like, yada yada. Boy. Oh, who boy. even is she? No, I've so <laughs> never seen this woman before in my life, and I'm not her top subscriber. No, couldn't be me. So when they get on the phone, Nolan is like, "This is all for show. You and I are fine." And B's like, we are not fine. You literally just condemned me in front of everybody. Right. And like, he doesn't, bro. Sorry. He does acknowledge, like, obviously he's upset that she's getting more flack for being a female uh, porn star because like women can't have sex yeah. being plus size, you know, like there are all these things that are already attributing to her getting even more flack. And then um, he's like, yeah, this is a PR game. Like just waiting for all this stuff to, calm down and then we'll have our privacy and she says quote nolan i'm already the dirty little secret of millions of people end quote just damn. right to the chest damn go off and during this argument he drops the three little words i love oh. you wow and i think she sees this as like you're well, just des much? <laughs> <laughs> yes but like you are clawing at keeping me and you and she says, quote, I don't need you to love me in private. I need you to love me in public for the whole world to see. And that's not something you're prepared to do. So at the start, would you like to guess what time it is? Mm -hmm. uh, it's time to step it up. I think it's time to step it up. I sir. think it's time for a grand gesture is what Woo! I think it is. So there's a lot of other things that are happening. He has a conversation with his mom. He goes and sees his other bandmate who's like been isolating himself since the death of his Brooklyn. And um, he then does another sit down. He like does a bunch of podcasts and sit down interviews. And he does a sit down interview with Dominic Diamond. Wow. And he says, you know what? I want the world to know that I support sex, sex workers. I support B and you, Dominic are a part of the problem yeah like lays into dominic this isn't my fault <laughs> and then he turns to the camera and says quote i love you b hobbs i love you in front of the whole world oh do not do not be tracing where we are in the document i see your little <laughs> cursor get the fuck out of here you're not be able to don't don't ever okay for those who don't know hope and i have one document we work off of and he, i work under the honor code of she stays on her side i stay on I'm my sorry. side so we don't ruin things and she's highlighting the quote <laughs> that i just read out i normally i normally keep it all above board i don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> get out of here i'm out of here i'm out of here so there's a knock at the front door of her house right after she watches this and of course it's nolan and they obviously profess their love to each other got to so for anybody wondering, because we are now at the end, um, she continued her closed door account after they committed to each other. And she was like, are you comfortable with me still doing this? Because I really want to still do this. And he was like, of course I am. He was like, you know, there was a part of me that like didn't really love it at one point. But then I thought to myself, like, 
you know, I trust you. I love you. Yada, yada. Yeah. And then uh, Teddy, uh, Uncle Ray Ray, as we Uncle know Uncle Ray Ray, as I will exclusively call him. Was signed to produce Hope After Dark movies. <laughs> <laughs> and B and Nolan. porn? <laughs> essentially. Uh, B and Nolan got a sequel movie too for Duke the Hall's i don't know um now, now with bows and holly yeah and there's like all these other little subplots uh by the way the entire time uncle ray ray uh, well i don't want to say the entire time but at towards the end uncle ray ray and nolan's uh, agent manager uh was were sleeping together which oh, is hilarious good. Good so th them. there's so many little things like that that are hilarious and just like are so fun but um do you want to guess i'm sure you're already fucking looking at it i'm uh what oh uh the last bullet point do not look don't i'm look. not i'm not looking at it do you want to guess how the info got leaked about b's profession hmm uh is it well that one guy's trying to hide from his porn scandal right yeah so did he leak it so she accuses him of leaking it, but it turns out that Prancer from the strip club Son of a bitch! sent the picture to I Dominic. I Prancer. I forgot. And Dominic called Jack and was like, hey, can you confirm B's, you know, a porn star? And he was like, B, I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have betrayed you like that, but he was already on your scent. Like, I didn't say anything. It was because of that photo at the strip club. So all happy all around we are at the end of our book do yeah. you have any questions nope that pretty much wraps it up in a bow for me yeah um so we're gonna start our scoring with diversity which i'm gonna give a 4.5 great sexual diversity a lot no of unicorns there's there um the the if i remember correctly the writer of the movie and the director of the movie are both women they were in a relationship there was lots of sexual fluidity and i believe there was multiple people of color nice. um and so i just felt like it but i mean we still had two white male or sorry two white female and male cisgender leads so sure. i am going to dock half a point for that um so uh what are you giving it four okay okay um what would you like to give the plot because it was jam-packed. I, I enjoyed, yeah. I would g give it a full five. I had a great time. I'm giving it a five, too. Thank you so much, Julie and Sierra, for this excellent plot. Um, and what are you going to give the smut? I didn't give a lot of detail. Um, it wasn't like they were having crazy stuff happen in their sexual scenes because it was all kind of rabid. Uh, but, <laughs> but they definitely, like, talk about sex toys and stuff. And, like, there's a lot of sexual tension. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I'll give it a 3.5. Oh, Okay. Uh oh, Sarah's offended. Um, and then there's the cover there on on our oh, little dog. Yay, Would yay, you like yay. to? I have to say this is one of my favorite covers. Uh, it's cute. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. Let me describe it to you. Okay, so color schemes like pinks, reds, whites, kind of like minty greens. Um, there's like a big snowy mountain and some red Christmas trees that are all decorated with little ornaments and a snowy slope where we see two very, very little tiny, our main characters, 
V and Nolan. They're super cute. They're in winter garb. Although V is wearing like a pencil skirt and some red knee high boots. It's a whole vibe. Um, it says <laughs> a merry little meet cute in like this fun little uh, kind of a minty green font. And you can see up on the snowy mountain, there's like a little uh, light like you'd have on a set and it says a novel on a clickboard up at the top and then the bottom in their little snow bank they're standing on it says number one new york times best-selling author of dumpling julie murphy and sierra simone usa today best-selling author yeah that's it. a lot of praise it's a lot of praise on a it's book a lot. It's, it's what are you gonna give what are you gonna give our cover five it's so cute it's i also yeah, I also went with a five. So um, that ends with me at a 92.5 and you at an 87.5. Um, that's really good for it's us. It's really good. I'm proud of the book and I'm proud of us. So my final question is what's your say smut moment? Hmm. Well, the thing that that was made me go oh, the most was having sex in a church. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure up there. Um, mine is definitely this church scene in her and her little wedding dress. But also, um, first, uh, my more logical one is just like, I, I know you didn't read it, but there were so many funny sexual innuendos constantly. Nice. It was so hilarious. But on top of that, the was it gingerbread um, uh, scented lotion? Oh, yes. For masturbating. Yes. That seems unsafe. The fact that he put it in his hotel safe to like try and stop was hilarious to me. I liked the name Uncle Ray Ray's. Uncle Ray Ray. And he was really like an uncle figure. Um, in yeah, all an uncle the, to us all. An uncle to us all. Um, well, that is the end of our podcast. Uh, if you so choose, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and maybe X if we even still want to be on there because we haven't... I've given up uh, at, <laughs> at Say Smut Podcast. Additionally, we'd love to hear your book recommendations. So send those our way via email at saysmutpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we'd love it if you'd pop us a rating and review, but only if you're honest about it. Don't do it yeah. just to be mean. Um, but obviously, if, if you hate everything we do uh, for reasonable cause, we will accept that as well. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, that is it. We, we have one more week. Um, next week is going to be our final holiday episode. And then we also are going to be doing a recap of our favorite say smut moments from this year. So um, we will see you next time. Ta-ta. Stay smutty.